We would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land. We respectfully acknowledge elders past, present and emerging. Always was, always will be. Welcome to Wine with Megan Mal. We're here to help you navigate the world of wine. I'm Mal Gopri, joined by the master of wine, Meg Brotman, and we have a special guest this week to talk us through Piquette. Thanks for being with us, Rob Atkin. Hi, Mel. Hi, Meg. How are you going? Good, good. We are so happy to have here. Mel's super excited. I'm so excited. I've wanted to do Piquette for so long, and it's finally happening. We've got a pro, so Rob, you're a wine buyer at Dance. I am. Uh, thank you very much for having me on the podcast. This is actually my first podcast. I'm on the podcast Cherry today, which is lovely. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, and yes, how fitting to try Piquette today. I love Piquette, and so uh, we love it at Dance, which I'm a wine buyer for. So We heard that you were the dude that... If we had, to, if we were doing Piquette, like we we had to talk to you. It has so, to be me. Yeah. I think, to be honest, probably the rest of the fine wine team is probably not as excited about Piquette as me. Yeah. Um. So I'm probably the person to to really pump this up and talk about it. So I well, you it. you're amongst friends. I'm a yeah skeptic. Maybe no. Look, maybe? I do like them when they're good. Yep. But there's been a few that mm, there are yeah. some bad ones out yeah. there. So hopefully I've got but some good ones But I guess it's like today. anything with wine, isn't it? That's I mean, right. I shouldn't. It's not even wine, but. Yes, but yeah, yeah. You shouldn't be so judgy. Yeah, yeah. But I will be. Just generally. (laughs) (laughs) So do you want to quickly, Rob, before we get too far in, can you run us through just what being a wine buyer even involves in your case and how you got into wine in the first place? Well, I guess like starting my story in wine, I've been working in wine retail for about 10 years now, started managing liquor stores and worked in some restaurants in London as well. And then, yeah, been doing some wine buying for Dan's for the past almost a year. Cool. Um, and I guess it's it's pretty straightforward in, well, it is complicated, but it's straightforward <laughs> in the theory of it, I guess, whereas yeah. um, we try to find great wines and put them on the shelf. I yeah. kind of think of the opposite because there's so much out there. Yep. Oh, there's heaps. You know, and it's. I know that you, there were things that you kind of have to buy, and but then you would have the choice. Well, Piquet's a good example. Yeah, it's a newish. It's a new category for Australia. Um, it's been around historically for years and years and years, but it hasn't been considered to be a saleable product really. And then you've got France and Italy, yeah, and yep. and it's endless, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, it's <laughs> yeah. so it's not simple. It's actually defining what you want to buy, what the public are going to buy, trying to predict it. I mean, well, that's right. it's It's about um, building trends and probably finding trends as well. So as you said, there's that core of products which we, we buy all the time, but then we're trying to find the next thing and what people want to drink and really Do influence that. Do you think you make the trends? I think I don't think we make them. I think we try to find them and we try to give customers what Fulfill they want to drink. Them. Yeah, do that's you, right. Do you take big bets? Like do you take big risks? Definitely, yeah. This would be a big risk. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, in a national, Australia's national retailer. Yeah. Who else would be doing it? No one. No, uh, not on this scale. And I think this probably fits within our low fire section, which we've been trying to grow over probably the past five years. And so, yeah, we take risks all the time in that section because it's not all going to work and we don't know exactly what people are going to buy. But um, you've got to take some risks to get the rewards. And I know it's early days, but do you think it's working? For, for uh, this particular, absolutely, yeah. Oh, it's good. a very low base, but I think yeah. we're seeing it grow year on year. Um, <laughs> and this is probably the first real year we've had of it, and this summer really because yeah. it is seasonal. We well, know that. Well, and I did famously say last oh, year it's sorry. going to be the summer of Piquet 2022 <laughs> 23. Yeah. It'll go down in no history. one listened to us. We fought for Piquet 
so hard and it it got it got cancelled basically where we were fighting for it and so it was like no never ended up happening and so I feel like I personally just really want to do well so it's like so I can say I told you so basically I think you can (laughs) say I told you so yeah I think so at this point I think like last summer we would have had maybe one or two on the shelf and this we've got six we've got a few more coming as well so just with the space on the shelf it's growing yeah pretty quickly so because I read that's Bon Appetit, which is an American magazine, yeah. and I first saw that it was starting to be a thing in twenty nine, their summer of twenty nineteen, so pre COVID, yeah. and I read an article thinking because we used to make this in France all the time and just leave it in, uh, they're called bit bit on um, like twenty liter yeah. containers, and we just yeah. leave it sitting in there fermenting and drink it at drink lunch it for the work. Well, I mean that's how it all started, right? It was just uh, for the farmers and yeah, and yeah. And then yeah. I started right. seeing it was a thing in the US, yeah. and then Mel read an article and just blew up. She came yeah. running into me, I going, like, "Have you heard about this thing?" <laughs> 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 it's every box. We gotta make it. <laughs> anyway, okay. Well, we're gonna get into it, but first, um, we'll go through a couple of things. So, Rob, can you tell us what you've been drinking? Yeah, uh, this is a bit tough because it, you know, it is just after Christmas. There's been a lot of drinking, so I was just struggling what, what to pick. Yeah, lots of champagne. Um, had a beautiful Billy Cart 09. Nice. Right before Christmas with some friends. Uh, drank a really wonderful Lindemann's 1992. Um, Limestone Ridge Shiraz Cabernet, which I bought from auction recently. Yeah, an amazing wine. Um, didn't think it'd be any good considering the you know didn't pay much for it, but it was fantastic. Still very <laughs> those, much alive and in balance. Those and, old labels, Lindemans, mm. you know, classic. They just constantly do what they do, yeah. and they are great wines. Yeah, they so, really are. Um, lots of Beaujolais too, like lighter red. Nah, there's a little bit, a few bready ones in there, but that's, I noticed I all the Beaujolais much. the other day. Beaujolais. I was just like, oh. God. Meg hates it. I love it. And then I guess obviously lots of Paquette and Petnat as well. I love both those styles. So it is it's a great little summer drink. Very so. broad. Yeah. We love it. Mm. Meg? Fun fact. Fun fact. I'm excited. <laughs> you are excited about it. So you know how I'm reading this nerdy war of wine yes. book? I was reading mm-hmm. just the other day and I even remembered the page so that I could do it. Um Okay, so the Germans were sending all the wine from France to Germany and the French were getting terrified that all of their good wine was going to be taken to Germany and they never see it again. So they also patriotically lied about the quality of the stuff they delivered to the enemy who ordered vintage burgundies but accepted piquette, thin, <gasps> tart wine unfit for sale. So the French were making piquette for the Germans but they were putting um, the Premier Cru and Grand Cru yeah, labels wow. on them. The Germans didn't. No, and they were just shipping it off to Germany and keeping their good stuff in awesome. their cellars. That's great. Is that great. the first story of counterfeit wine, maybe? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, the French have been at it for years. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Centuries. There's a story. Julian Barnes wrote a story about the Rhone wines going up to Bordeaux. And apparently they used to have put on the label Rhonified or okay. there was a, a term for yep. improving with Rhone wines in Bordeaux. Right. In the 17th or 18th century. But I thought that was very fitting. Yeah. For it's funny you say that, actually. I was doing some reading as well, and they actually can't sell Paquette in the EU. Why? Just, what they, do you mean? They're not allowed to. By oh, because it's a scuzzy. Oh, my yeah, God. It's not oh, my God. That's a high enough quality, oh. essentially. So, uh. which I sort of love as well, because we sort of in the new world then sort of own it. And it's, yeah. you know, there's nothing to compare it to in the old world because they can't actually sell it. So. Yeah. You know, oh, I didn't know that. Well, I mean, we would so make we it completely own it yeah. all the time. Wow! Yeah. So okay. you can make it, you just can't sell it. So you can. Oh give my it to god! Your yeah, they are so snobby. Yeah. 
Well, the thing is, I guess well, it's, and that's really elitist because it, well, it, it is. is the workers in the winery. To not be able to sell that's right. it. And the vineyard. Just, oh my God. So, okay. what is it? What yeah, is, what is the cat? What Let's is get it? Yeah. It. So, um, so, it's not actually a wine, it's a, a wine based product. So, essentially, what they do is after they press the, the grapes, they've got the leftover called the pomace or the, or the mark. Um, and generally, they just use this for. Um, agricultural sort of fertilizers or soaps or they turn into grappa as well in Italy. Um, but instead they decide to add some water back to it um, and then so it rehydrates the pumice and then they will re-ferment that. Um, they can add sugar or honey as well if they want to bump mm. the alcohol up a little bit. Um, and then they'll repress it back again um, and then it'll go into bottle. They can either add CO2 to give it the fizziness or they can let it re-ferment in the bottle. Um, and that's where you get the, the carbon dioxide or the fizz. So there's a few options sort of there to how to make it, but at the core of it, it's really just the byproduct. So it's it's kind of brewed rather than being... Or steeped. I mean, you've... Steeped. you've it's more of a tea-like. Yeah, you've got yeah. the skins and, you know, you've got a little bit of sugar or in the case of white grapes because there's still some sugar yeah. in there, they can use that. Um, yeah, it's... Because it's definitely not wine. Yeah. It's not. No, it's legally not wine because no. it's below usually below the five percent alcohol yeah. limit, which is what wine is and in the EU. It's probably yeah. wine. It can't also be something. That's right. In the EU. Depending on the the pomace, you probably get about two and a half percent. Maybe if it's there's more sugar, a little bit higher, but it's quite low. And with red grapes, because you can either do it if they've made rosé, because I see we've got a rosé one here, but if you make it from red grapes, the red grapes have actually gone through the alcoholic fermentation. Yeah. yeah. So you do add more sugar. And there's a sourness, which is piquet means to to bite or it's the prickle. Yeah, yeah to, the prickle. So it's the, the yeah, it, it, and the, that's an interesting that I never it. thought about. That it's like if you make a white one, they're just grapes that haven't gone through fermentation, yeah. so it's just skin. That's that, right. Yeah. Whereas the red ones, they have gone through the fermentation yeah. with it. So and it so makes there's a, a sour. There is often that's to sick. me a sourness. The, we made one from Sangiovese. Um, that have been steeped in, <gasps> in gin. gin. Yep. Man, it was so good. I almost find them a bit more like a lambic beer, that sour Belgian yeah. style Yeah, yeah, it beer. tastes like that sort like of funky, sour, sour sort of character yeah. in there. And if you think about it, that malting process with mm. beer where you, you know, they convert the almodon to the glucose <laughs> and blah, 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 when the barley sprouts basically, it's kind of we're using that same sort of thing with the wash. Yeah. It's very yeah. ancient, but it is a poor people's... I mean, the great thing about it, it's really a circular process using a, a byproduct yep. of wine. So it is great that you can reuse the product and, and make something delicious it out of it, so, which I love about it. Upcycling. Yeah, that's right. As a marketer, <laughs> I got very oh excited. God. That's why I screamed to run into Meg. I was like, Meg, did you know there's something you can make that's like sustainable and low calorie and vegan and like every low single alcohol, box, low alcohol, sticks. everything you want to tick. In wine, it's like how ants are. Because I was, I've, I've always been mystified by Moondog um, Fizzer. Yes. How, yep. how amazing that's done for Moondog. And I was like, Meg, we're going to be like Moondog. Is the winery have this like essentially a seltzer, but it's a wine's response to seltzer. It's so cool. Yeah. And I think, <laughs> uh, no, I was excited. <laughs> you were excited. And I think even though it's quite simple, it sounds quite simple. It's actually quite technical to make because. You know, when you think you make wine, you've got quite high um, acid levels, you've got low pH, but mm. this is kind of the opposite. You've put quite a lot of water into it. So you've yeah. got all these sort of tricky things that go on in Do wine. Do a little that, bit of tartar. Yeah, you've got to tartar <laughs> acid. You've got to probably keep the temperature quite low. We yeah. never did in France, quite, though. 
Oh, really? We would literally just add sugar swing yeah. it. and just go for it. Well, yeah. then maybe that shows how But, it's again, it was, it's a lunchtime thing that was yeah. in the equivalent of Vegemite glasses. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. you know, it just when it got low, we'd throw the – the skins out and we take some more skins off the pile and yeah. start again. I mean, it was <laughs> All right. I think we need to show the EU drink. what they're missing. I want to get into it so badly. Where are we starting, Rob? Uh, well, we've got a few to start with. I thought we'd, we've got two um, baguettes in cans here, which I'd really love to start with. So I've got one cool. from Chapel Hill called the Escape Room. Chapel okay. Hill in McLaren Vale. McLaren Vale, yes. Is See, first traditional winery. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Got a few traditional wineries here that, yeah, sort of in the game. So awesome. Let's so start with this. Before before, um, before you, oh, when you got here, I said, "What kind of vessel do we want to do this in? Like, do we want to do it in a drinking wine glass, vessel, a drinking vessel, <laughs> a wine glass, or like a tumbler? Like, and and we've settled on like a cup, right? Yeah. So, why did you think that? Well, I think you know, coming back to the start, you know, it's not it's not wine; it's a wine product, um, yeah, you know, made from the pomace. So, I thought. For the occasion, you're drinking it as well. I don't think it requires a big balloon yeah. and we're not sniffing it too much. We're, it's all about drinking and enjoyment. So I think um, it doesn't doesn't need that. So and you can probably yeah. get it a little bit quicker from the tumbler as well, which is good. So I'm guessing <laughs> – so this is Escape Room. I'm guessing this is from Red. This is from Red. So this is from – But post-fermentation um, is my general feeling. Yep. So it's from Sangiovese. I like that. A beautiful Italian mm. varietal. Yeah. Um. And yeah, you, wonderful color. Can't see it on the it's podcast. It's a sick but color. We'll really put up beautiful. a photo. Almost like a deep purple ruby color. Yeah, it's a crimson. Crimson, it's a yeah. Crimson. <laughs> and it, I know this. I'm a winey, so it just smells like maraschino cherries and cherry lollies, and yep. it's got that lovely sourness to it. Super refreshing. I actually went out of my way not to smell it because I kind of wanted to taste I'm just, it. How it's just a habit, I, I think. That's my problem. <laughs> But I feel like with Piquette, it's really not a wine and you kind of have to approach it because and, – and I think we made this Yum. mistake actually when we tried to put it in front of winemakers. We had wine glasses and we're putting in wine glasses and I don't think they could get it out of the head. This isn't wine. It's a drink, don't think thing. That's mm-hmm. right. Alcohol on that. So 6%. So yeah. I think when we taste these, we, you know, we taste a lot of wine in the in the tasting room and I think yeah, you sort of have to put a different hat on when, when these yeah. come in. And you have to think about it very differently and – Think about the end consumer. So awesome! That's beautiful. Really I, lovely. I just love that Hot cherry day. bomb. Yeah, yeah. It's sit like, in the park with friends. Picnic. Yeah, my, my I've got a lilo from my pool, which has got a little drinks holder in it, <laughs> and that <laughs> oh would fit perfectly in yeah. it. You do, I think you need two cup holders because you'd always want a second can there. Uh, that's what my husband's for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually said the other night, "Should we get a bar fridge for out here?" And he just looked at me and went. Mm. Probably not. Should we try the, um, awesome. try the next one? Yes. Yeah, Keen. Right. That's yeah. a beautiful, Sorry, um, very japanese looking can. How much is that first one worth? First one. So these both cans are the same, about $22 a four-pack. Okay. But they're actually on special, I think, at 18 at the moment. $22 a four-pack. Does that work out cheaper than like a pre-mix? And just so everyone knows, they're the normal beer size, the three thirty mil. Yeah. yeah. So I think we've tried to price them in, in you know in line with the seltzer markets. So that's okay. where we really think people buy it, or a four pack of beer essentially, like a sour beer. In terms of cost, do you reckon beer would cost more to produce no than Piquet? I think the well, the good thing is the raw ingredients are, are free, free <laughs> which yeah. is great. But I mean, all the, the the dry goods and the rest of it um, that goes into it, the transport cost, the canning, it's all the same cost really. 
which really adds into the price. Making it's actually the cheap part. It's actually trying to get it to into people's hands. The canning is, I know it's expensive, and yeah. at yeah. least because it's not wine, you wouldn't have to go oh. through the licensing that Correct. we Correct, yeah, it falls outside the, um, the wet tax system, so yeah. um, it does, does get taxed separately. I love that can. It's very it's Japanese. And so, this is? So this is the Oak Ridge. Uh, oh, this is the brew. Oak Ridge one. Yeah, that's right. Who designed the can? Um, Do you know? I'm not too sure. I think they had an artist. That is such not an Oak Ridge product. It's definitely not product. Like you would Oak never Ridge. know. And how were they making this? Is, so this is a Pinot Gris. So Pinot Gris. So they made a skin contact um, Pinot Gris called the Garden Gris. They've done that for a couple of vintages now. Um, and then they took the pomace and then they rehydrated um, and then re-fermented. And are they excited about it? Yeah, so I probably wouldn't say David's too excited about this <laughs> one. He didn't probably have his hands on this one. But Tim, um, the former senior winemaker, personally made this one and led the project and he was yeah. very much excited about really? it. Really? Um, yeah, he was pretty pumped. So See, I think, think as great. a winemaker, I find it exciting because it's trying to make something good. Like I said, everything that I've ever made in Piquet in the past has been just drink, Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, with lunch. Um, trying to make it well, I, I'm gonna, I think I might make one this year with Pete. Do 4. it. 4.9%. 4. Can yeah, I so come out and help? Yeah, yeah, sure. It won't fit in with Pete's so, brief, but we can do it at home. We can do it at home. Yeah. Oh, my God. Doing wine with Mary and Mal Piquet. Probably minimum order quantities to get canning and everything is like 5,000. We could hand bottle it. We'll bottle it. Awesome. Because that's easy because you can screw cap it and easy, good to go. We could even do it in the small one. Yeah, no, I love it. We're doing it. I'm excited. All right. So back to this specific piquet, I find it um, kind of more floral and a bit more delicate. Yeah. The the first one was like a big punch of flavour. This one's a bit more like. And do you notice it doesn't have the sourness? It's much, yeah. Because it's the pre-ferment. Yeah. That's what I. That's one of the things that I like about it. It's got a beautiful floral character. It's chalk and cheese, really, the style. Yeah. Like the alcohol's a little bit lower, yeah. more floral, and shows like from a white wine variety compared yeah. to a red wine how different they can be, which I love about Piquet because they're, they're so different. Yeah. This kind of like a – this is going to sound really weird – a coriander-ish. <laughs> yeah, it's got a bit of that sort of – Fresh herbs. Fresh herb, like yeah, a Vietnamese salady yeah. thing, oh God, which would be mm. delicious at my yeah bar me at lunchtime with a yep. can of this. Well, there's Not a restaurant that. open up near us, which is a Vietnamese restaurant crossed with a Texan smokehouse. Yeah, wow. But yeah. it's Vietnamese food, but they use the smokehouse. We're going on Saturday night. It would yeah. be interesting. Hopefully they're BYO Piquette. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it's BYO. It's, it's not a fancy. It's yeah, like okay. side of the road. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit like being in Vietnam. <laughs> yeah, okay. This would be perfect then. All, All right. right. We um, are off to a good start. Yeah, we're flying here, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. That was very good. Um, so I cool. really love that. Garden. Garden? What? Garden Grey, Garden. yeah. Um, by Oak Ridge. Who would have thought? Well done, Dave. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, Tim. Go, Tim. Um, so the next one we have here is the Social Butterfly. Yeah. This is a Savion Blanc a Beautiful piquette. label. Lovely label, isn't it? That That's the thing about pattern. it. It's uh, the whole category of pet nets, piquettes, you know, chillable reds. They've really gone out on a limb in terms of labelling. They're making us rethink what what we expect from visuals, I think, in, in yeah. store. Like yeah. they, they're grabbing your attention. Yeah. yeah. Whereas you look at wine labels and you're just kind of like, hmm. They're making more of a statement in store. Which I think is 
it's so important in this category because we're trying to solve a fundamental problem in wine. And that problem is that um, the wine category, we haven't really been bringing, you know, younger drinkers into the category. And I think we've, you know, we've gotten a little bit old and tired in yeah. the traditional wines. And I think this is the labelling, the juice inside it is something that actually is a bit more appealing and really and suits younger drinkers. alternative packaging, you know, I was, yeah. there was a thing the other day saying that the EU and the US are really going to start legislating on sustainable packaging, particularly yep. around wine, mm. and the glass bottle simply isn't sustainable. And Jancis Robinson has just reviewed four canned Sauvignon Blancs. Wow. First time ever. Well, and so, like, how much of a big bet is this? Is this, like, put a few bottles on the shelf and see how it goes or is Dan's actually putting, like, promotional efforts behind getting people at least awareness about the category? Yeah, I would say every product we'll taste today was, has a pretty strong promotional program, so you can always bet that probably one of them is going to be on special when you um, walk in. Where awesome. is that? So, but do you do active, like, social promotion on it or just pricing promotion? How does- so we do pricing, but we also did a fantastic paquette campaign recently through Dan's Daily, mm. which is sort of our new broadsheet-esque oh, sort of you, platform that- on the Dan's website. And oh. uh, so we have really great places to eat, great places yeah. to find drinks. And do then they we send do a you like list. a newsletter so you can subscribe? Um, or we do. I do think we do some emails, but you'll find it on the website. Search Dan's Daily. Socials, Matt. Socials mainly, yeah. It comes Instagram. Up on my Facebook. Oh, see, I don't follow Dan's. <laughs> I think it might also no, but it's they they put budget behind it. So if you spend long enough, you'll see it. Yeah. But so we do some great things called our hit list, and it shows probably five or six products, and we really dive into Paquette. We talked about how it was made, went through a lot of the products and what they taste like, and, cool. and how you can drink them. So really, really cool content. So what do you think of this? I love it. Oh. So this is Savion Blanc. So and I think you can sort of smell it. Sort of jumps yes, out of the glass straight does. away, doesn't it? It smells like pineapple juice. Yeah. It does. It's pineapple juice and it's got the I can't believe I'm saying it in the same breath as I like it. But um the asparagus thing. Yeah. It does have that grassy yeah. green character to it, doesn't it? Um, no, you're no, Meg. I think it's that that green pea character that pea that's character. just um bringing back bad memories of Merlot from the Yarra Valley in a bad year. <laughs> um I uh, like Bluggable? Yep. You gave it to me and I was sitting outside chatting to you and didn't think about it. But because I am thinking about it, it's not my favourite. I would prefer the, the grey one. It's my favourite so far. Oh, really? Yeah. because it's so obvious. It's really flavoursome. It's very yeah, obvious. It's got lots of flavour. And I yeah. think if you like New Zealand Savion Block, even Australian Savion Block, I think you'll really pick this up and get it. Which like, I actually don't like drink much Savion Block, so it's funny that yeah, I yeah, like yeah. it. That but where's much. the fruit from? It's so I, well, the pomace where they a lot of it's central oh, Victorian yeah. fruit is Savion Block. Yeah, but being the fact that it's Piquet, it's I really don't think it's as site specific or region specific yeah. with the fruit anymore. Yeah, um, because it's really more of a a wine making venture rather than the the source of fruit, I find personally. Yeah, but the thing is with to make it, you can't have the skin sitting around for too long because they oh, will go right. volatile. So yeah. you either have to gas them off, chill them, if you're transporting them to a site for it to be made. But I guess, I mean, if you're making a large volume, anyone can make it in their winery and you can blend it. I mean, no one cares. Yeah. That's not what it's about. No, yeah. that's right. It's all These, just about this freshness. Actually, it's Victorian. They do a lot of Geelong wines. 
Oh, um, so, yeah, I know this guy. CJ, yeah. yeah. And they do a lot of John lines but also stuff in Heathcote and, and right. around Central. I love the well. label and I, I get the appeal but not my It is interesting though that all the ones we've had so far that it's stated what great skin they're using. Yep. Like it's, so it's still kind of running with a varietal theme so it's like wine adjacent still. Still keeps to that foot in the wine camp, I yeah. think, which is nice. Yeah, bringing people into wine, and then maybe it leads them somewhere else as well because they've yeah. tried a Sauvignon Blanc now before, yeah, which is cool. But it's not; it doesn't say it on the front label. You you really have to would have to go looking for That's it. That's right, yeah. Because like this says, social butterfly Blanc Piquet style, inspired by blah 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 blah. In fact, we oh yes, using Sauvignon Blanc and pressed grape skins. So it's not obvious oh. on the label, but if you dig around, you'll. They'll generally tell you what's what's going into it. Because the other thing you can do with it is you because you when you press off for whites and you get the juice, you can actually put some of the juice on the skins and then water it down. Oh, that's, that's right. another way kind of, of doing, like, like the pressings yeah, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's improving your wine because you're not having pressings, but you, which is one of the things that we would do in France, like when we emptied the tray so the juice would be brown from all the pressings that would go into our picket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think they, they often add a bit back just for acidity as well. Just yeah, to and like freshness. Young, and young early pick yum. juice. Yeah. I see the appeal on that, but I, I wouldn't be buying that. Do you worry that people are going to pick that up off the shelf thinking it's wine and then um, be like, <laughs> It's in the lo-fi section because I had a good look on it. Um, it is in the lo-fi section. I think for us it's probably education-driven. So yep. trying to tell people about the category, how it's made, yeah. you know, that it is a low-out product and that it does taste different to wine. Yeah. But it's for a different occasion. So people are going to consume it you yeah. know, when they're with friends, when they're in the park or they don't want to have a 15% Shiraz, they can have yeah. a 5%. For that reason, I actually prefer it in the can. Oh, it makes a lot of sense in yeah. cans, I think. And I, I can see... Like seltzer is exactly the um, occasion that I would drink it. When I would have a seltzer, I would 100% just swap that out for a piquette yep. and I only have seltzer out of cans. I would, but I don't like the two, two, 250 mil cans. Right. <laughs> I feel like you're getting ripped off a little bit. <laughs> they have to get out of the pool and go and go, oh, I don't know what the problem is, bro. Drinking too many cans That's then. why I need the pool fridge. That's why I need so um, the last one that we've just tasted, that, that's in a classic wine bottle. Yep. How much is that one cost? Uh, that's going to be $25. So this one's probably a little bit more premium. Yeah, that probably, is. You could probably buy it on special for about $20. Okay. But these, yeah, there's probably a little bit more premium. So is that the higher end of what you'll pay for Piquette? Yeah, that's probably yeah. The, the sort of more top end, I would say. And just so people know, this has been bottled cloudy, so it's clearly was- finished ferment yep. in the bottle. Correct, So it's yeah. not clear. Yeah, the next one will be the same. So, yep. um, yeah, they were. And was that the little? Food. This is one of the problems with piquette and also some pet, pet nets. So they can be a bit gushy. You're not. Yep. You have to be very when you open them. Don't just rip off the top. I always do it a little bit gently. Just to yeah. gently. In just yeah, because I've had too many. We not pet piquette, no, but pet net. Honestly, you lose wow. a third of the bottle. That's going to be a good segue for at the end of the episode. I do have a listener question. Oh, okay. Yes. Should we try the next? Yeah, let's, try let's go one. into the, the next, next pick head. I am quite liking the glass. Now, question, yeah. which is what um, Elliot, my son, asked me, do you serve it on ice? That is a good question. I think you definitely can. So actually, if you go into our website, we have actually a little recipe for the social butterfly called the kombucha butterfly. 
and obviously hard kombucha. I told you, yes, that kombucha because it does have a lot of those same things that wildness, <laughs> that funkiness in it, um, and it does serve it over ice with a garnish as well. So there you go. I think, very, very I think that make a cocktail out of it, long it but a long glass, yeah, full of ice, yeah. with this nice straw. The the one thing I would say about ice is Pickhead is not intensely flavored. Yep. So I think you would run the risk of the ice melting and kind of diluting the flavor a bit more. But it would be nice and cold. But, I mean, you could use it as like a an add-on to a cocktail as well. I think it would be great if you had a shot of vodka or gin and you use this as mm. almost like a mixer as well. It's a little gin. boost of flavor, lime juice <gasps> and sugar syrup. A little tequila in there and a squidge yeah. of lime juice. Tequila. So it's never-ending... Oh, I'm going to – I'm going to try My eldest son, he's not 18 yet, but he likes making a cocktail for us on yep. Saturday night Perfect. so he gets his cocktails making skills in. So I think might. I've got a few extra cans, so we'll have to – That's good. Yeah, this is nice. This so, is a little bit more funky. So this is, yeah, BK Wines. So they're out of South Australia, um, Adelaide Hills okay. specifically. Um, so Brendan Keys there. And they were probably one of the early adopters to Paquette in Australia, and this is their second one they've done. We've just – sort of cycling through the number three, and this is the number six now. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, this is, for me, this is probably, it's the lowest alcohol, but it's still quite, to say, vinous, I guess you'd say. It's got that nice sort of mouthfeel. There's nice sourness to sourness. it as well. This is probably the most, like, sour beer almost. It is. That lambic style a lot I was talking like about. The label is a little bit scary with that Masonic Lodge kind of third eye thing going yep. on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a funky label, isn't it? It's cool. It's it's a so, Picatti label. Is mm. this made from? So this is. I was just. I think it's Shiraz. Pomace. This one. Right. Maybe so after. Pinot as well. I think there's a couple of different pomaces or varieties they use for this hmm. particular one. But yeah, beautiful color once again. Quite a cloudy style. So they they bottle ferment this one. And a little bit of funk in there. Yeah. There's a little bit of earthiness that I kind of like. I, yep. Do you that baked earthy character? I have had such a positive impact on no, you. It's scary. I'm <laughs> I'm going to have to break up, darling. I, I can't believe you like this. It's great. But it's not off. Like the, there's the beautiful cherry fruity character yeah. and the plum yeah. fruit, but there's just a nice little hint of sort of baked yeah. earth yeah. funk that I – and it's not overpowering. I think it's fantastic. And I think you can tell a lot of care went into this particular – I think they really take quite seriously their paquette making. Um, and, you, yeah, you can feel it in the glass. So you, you, can, you can feel it in the glass. So, yeah. And, I, yeah, I love, I love sour beers, so – I really enjoy this one. My favourite, yeah. The ones we carry, so yeah. I think that's one of the best I've had. Cherry and yeah, yeah, beautiful. This is still my five. These two, the ones you like, Meg, seem to be the less intense, flavoursome ones. They're the ones that are a bit more delicate in flavour. Yeah, maybe because it's I'm I've been brainwashed by you into thinking that it is a beverage. It's not a wine. So these are the least. Yeah. I can see wine in here. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't see as wine as much in the the first two. Yeah. I feel like the, the two in the can really do feel more in that seltzer sort of category. Yeah. And I, I, I do like the fact that Paquette also has another side where it's like this one looks like sour beer and this one looks a little bit yeah, more like wine yeah. and sort of choose your own adventure. It's, it is exciting because it is so broad. And it's going to be difficult. If it does become a significant category – how do we communicate that? The thing is there's so much variance between piquettes. Do you think we're going to have to start putting on the labels? This one tastes like sour beer. This one do we do that for like, beer? Well, the, sour beer versus beer we do. If we have sour piquette versus but salsa piquette. Sahi versus Tingzao. I mean, I think people do will. people do that? 
I think it'll come down to the brand. I think you yeah. know, as it grows, brands become established. People realize which ones they like, what yeah. the style's about, um, and that's how people get drawn to it. But at, you know, subcategories might start popping up as well. Yeah, where it's more like yeah. so. How many do you have? So in dance now. So we've just. I brought how many did I bring today? About five today. Five. Five there. We've got another one that I couldn't get my hands on today. That's mm-hmm. just come into range, and we've got two more coming from Isabella State. We about a month or six weeks so about like in the show. Eight. About eight there. Yeah. So and we're you know, we're on the hunt for more, so cool. We're always looking looking oh, for the next Megamel. one. <laughs> yeah, that's Megamel. right. <laughs> Put the order six six pallets Put of paquette. Or... <laughs> we're not getting out of bed for less than six pallets. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, the the canning costs are high, you know, at least. Uh, the candy cost is high, but I would actually like to do it. I know glasses. Do it in the mini bottles. In the lightweight mini. Yeah, yep. like a beer bottle. We'll do it in a beer bottle. Although aluminium is infinitely recyclable. That's so wow. I would be I would struggle. It's just that <laughs> I know how expensive oh, the sleeve. I've gone yep. into canning. I know all about the cost is expensive. Right. But it's good. I like canned wine. Okay. Concept. Well, we have one more to taste, which I'm very interested. This one's going to be controversial, I think. Yeah. So I think we've we, had. We love controversial on this <laughs> podcast. So this one's the the round theory rose paquette, and I wanted to bring this today because I, the last ones we've tried are very much paquettes, and they're all made in that in that method that we we spoke about to start with the pomace. This one's actually a little bit different. Um, not spritzy. The, not not spritzy. More mm. of a still wine. It's low alcohol. Um, and probably drinks much more like a wine product because it is actually a wine product. It's a low-alcohol wine rather than the other products, which are actually a byproduct of wine. So it's just—is it not just watered-down wine? wine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It tastes a bit more like watered-down. So, what is the alcohol on this? Sorry, so this one's eight percent alcohol. So it says lower in alcohol by thirty-eight percent. It's sustainably made. Mm, we don't. What does that mean? Good question. They, they do a lot of offsetting. No, yeah. they we have investigated them before. They're actually they're kosher. Yeah, um, <laughs> because they're lightweight bottles and yeah, we've they offset with carbon. But I don't understand why they're calling it a piquette. Yeah, so I guess that's probably the controversial bit about it. <laughs> Whereas um, the hard thing with piquette is that there's no rules. So it's really um, it's a bit it's a little bit of the wild west in in the fact that they've probably called it paquette because it's low alcohol and there's not it's not too fizzy. I get a tiny bit of there's a of spritz, t- there's a tiny, tiny bit of spritz on it. Um, yeah, on there. That's right. And so that's probably that's why they're naming it paquette rather than the actual method of well, rehydrating the pumice. It um, it says that is upcycled Pressed grape skin. So, do you think they've done that for a bit and then just added in? added wine back to it as well. Because there's so much. And I wouldn't be surprised if they've added the pressed juice onto the skins with some water. For me, it just reminds me of when I was on a diet in uni many years ago (laughs) and I used to put water in my wine. Ew. And my father in law. I can't believe you're in MW now. (laughs) I know. My father in law um, in New Zealand doesn't. It only buys cask wine and he would always give it to me because it was sweet <laughs> yep. w- with water in it, half yeah. and half. And that, for me, that's kind of what it tastes like. Yeah. Because Mac has given me far too many. <laughs> Thanks, Mac. It's just like, mm. Yeah. Yes, but, my, uh, so what do we I like, the, I like the flavour. Yep. But I want, I think with pet 
Piquet with me. I want that fizziness, glugability, yep. which I know is not a word, but I just it, – this is going to sound really weird. It's not enough on the seltzer beer category yes. for me yeah. to be a Piquet. It's almost in the middle, right? Yeah. It doesn't um, – probably straddles the line It's more a of a more. dilute wine I, than yeah. a Piquet. It, it just tastes yeah. like a low wine. Yeah. And I probably see like – as a serving suggestion, I probably see this more with the ice as well and probably throwing it yeah, and a garnish one, as well. In a wine glass. It tastes yeah, weird yeah. drinking this out of a cup. Yeah, and I think that would probably give it a little bit more drinkability and a little bit more fun to it, having the garnish there and having having a straw and having the ice. I'm so going to get some of these this weekend and just get Luca <laughs> to make cocktails. Yeah. Because how easy. You just throw a splash of something else in and that's your mixer. Like you're, you're right. done and dusted. Yeah. That would yeah. be so nice with BG. I'm thinking almost Cointreau, which is really Classless. Um, a nice orange. Yeah, that'd be yeah, beautiful. Yeah, with the, it's the sour one. Oh. Cherry and cherry, cherry and, and orange. Yeah. But the other problem with Contrast is it's so sweet. Yeah, mm. it is really sweet. I think you've got tequila in my head. I really like a margarita with oh. one of these. Oh. Fantastic, I think. so. A margarita. Yeah. Shame we don't have lockdown again so I can get back into cocktail yeah. making. <laughs> you know you Did can anyway, right? That's <laughs> quite the same. Because we've got, we've got options now. That's we right. Can you can't just hide out. at home anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all for the piquette. I think my take-home message is they're awesome. Go try them. Uh, um, just, yeah. I knew this would be the summer of picking. <laughs> I'm going, but I yeah, I'm de- I would definitely go the can option. I could, maybe because, like, who would I serve that to? Like my friends, they drink yeah. Sauvignon Blanc, or the blokes drink beer. My husband would have a yeah. pink fit yeah. mold, so I'd probably go the can option and then just have them. I would just have them in the the bar fridge that Pete you're going to put out next to the pool. Yeah. I think you're right. I think the cans make a lot of sense, especially if you're going Just, to the park, going for a picnic. Yeah. A and a bigger can because it's only one. I saw one's 1. 1.6 standard drinks and yeah, this one's yeah. a little lower. Yeah, a little bit lighter. Um, but, yeah. This is gra- the one that I – this would be my go-to, baby. You, you Meg, you're on a podcast. Oh, you sorry. have to say which the one. The garden picket. <laughs> the, the Oak Ridge. Yeah, the Oak Ridge one. Although you would never know it was Oak Ridge. So you wouldn't. I don't never it's definitely not obvious. There's no point. It doesn't say Oak Ridge. It doesn't say Oak Ridge at all. That's, in, that's a bit of inside knowledge, that one. So. Oh, it's oh no, produced by Oak Ridge Wines. Actually, does it, where does it say standard drink? It doesn't. Hmm. <laughs> Right. Maybe, oh, you know what? Maybe because it's not considered to be wine, you don't. Well, it says 4% oh, it on ha- the front. Is yeah, it? it should have some standard drinks there. If not, we'll, um, <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll be sending we'll some email tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I would, yeah. Yeah. Well, before mm. we finish up, um, I mentioned we do have a little investigation to do for Nicola. Nicola on Christmas Day sent this to our. Oh, yes, it does say. Instagram. Oh. <laughs> 1.3, just so everyone knows. Yeah. Very small, though. Mm. Oh, you'd find it good. <laughs> you did find it. I was very worried. It's one of those things that you can't overlook, though, when you're doing labels and packaging and stuff. All right. Well, I can't show you the video, but basically it was Well, they really, can't see it anyway. It was really funny. I wish I had the video. I'm going to try and get the video off Nicola so we can put it on our Instagram because I was, I'm sorry to laugh at your loss, Nicola, but it was really funny. Her loss? Yeah. So, um, of wine. <laughs> so, oh. it's it's a video... And and it's it's Nicola's someone in Nicola's family opening this bottle of like sparkling Shiraz, <laughs> and she's recording because it's this beautiful moment. It's Christmas Day. They're opening the Christmas Day wine, and it just gushes everywhere. Oh no! Half of it is lost. It's honestly hilarious. And Nicola was like, "Why would this happen?" 
she assures me that it wasn't shaken and it had been in the fridge for like six months. It was cold. Why else would this happen? Either Did they you? hold it on an angle or was it sta- was it upright? It was upright. There's your problem. Really? Yeah, I think, well, there's probably a couple of things that Ooh. could go on as well. I mean, there could be too much pressure, so they might not have got their, um, their sugar right in yeah, the bottle. Yeah, yeah. Which could have made it sort of get too much CO2 in the bottle and then bang. So it could come down to the winemaker. Winemaker. It could be winemaking. Wine How much But you're right, there could be a operator Half the bottle. Half the bottle was gone. And did the bottle, did they drop the bottle? No. Okay. No, no, it was just on the bench and it all went upwards like a fountain. <laughs> mm. Yeah, could be. Could be something in the Might in have the been the tail method. end of the dosage. Yeah. I find, I mean, I, I used to, if I open sparkling wine like this all the time. Yeah. That's with upright holding the cork and I would always explode it everywhere. It was, I was so bad at doing it, but yeah. now if I hold it at a 45-degree angle, I without fail, open it properly. All right. Okay. Something in that then. And twist the bottle, not the cork. Twist the bottle, not the cork. Okay. In saying that, we do taste a lot of pet nuts and it does happen from time <gasps> yeah, to time. So different. That's yeah. just random because that's because there's solids in the bottle. That's right, yeah. <laughs> they've, they've, got a, they've got a budding site <laughs> where champagne or sparkling Shiraz Because sparkling Shiraz, right? Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah, I haven't seen it very no. often. With and that's what Shiraz. I thought. I'm like, what a weird thing for it to happen with. Mm. No loss. <laughs> oh, Meg, at Christmas Day. Oh, you Australia's greatest wines. Thank you. When she drank wine, I'm just like, toss Meg out. It's going to be wine with Meg and Rob now. I do, no, I <laughs> one more comment like that. I do, I do like it, but <laughs> anyway. All right, well, we'll finish up there. Thank you so much for joining us, Rob. It was so good to taste all this piquette. Thank you very much for having me. Um, I look forward to drinking a lot more this summer. Yeah. Yeah, go out and and look look it up. I think we said, we predicted it, summer of piquette. Go out and buy it. And um, we hear that you're also the person to go to for hipster wine, so we might be calling you out later in the year to get you in to talk about uh, some, some orange, some petties. I can't wait. I'm very much looking forward to talking about that now. So we've got plenty plenty of those on the shelf. (laughs) Awesome. Well, until next time, enjoy your next glass of wine. Drink well.